I want people to wake up every day being like filled with vigor and energy and excitement and passion mm -hmm. and drive. And mm -hmm. I want to help people start to bring that passion out and that energy and the excitement because I think the world needs a lot more grunt, a bit more yeah. grunt towards what they want. Bit of grit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A bit more like, oh, I want that so bad. I'm going to work hard for it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is you're listening to this. Welcome back to Before the Money, or welcome to Before the Money if this is your very first time with us. I'm joined by my new roommate and good friend, Adam Green. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? Fantastic. So if you've been tuning in uh, for a little while, we did an interview probably about five episodes or something ago. Uh, it was very short. It was only about 13 minutes. Um, we just like nutted it out real quick, but... This guy has a lot more to him than we got a chance to see in the last episode. So we've got him here in Electric Sugar. For those of you on YouTube, you'll see we've got a double couch set up. Very, very bougie. Um, so we're going to dive deep into Adam Green. We're going to kind of <laughs> share some stuff. <laughs> yep. That excited you, didn't it? Yeah, it excited me. I yep. saw your ears perk up when, when I said that. We're going to dive deep into Adam Green tonight, guys. So make sure you head on to YouTube. Because you want to see this in, in a visual spectacle. How are you doing today, brother? I'm good. I'm just keeping my eye on little Fred, the puppy roaming around. He's, How are you he's doing? exploring. Yeah, I'm doing really good, man. It's been a big week, hey. Well, mm -hmm. I suppose it's the start of the next week now, isn't it? It is Monday, yep. Holy shit. Crazy. And then, like, because uh, we're recording this on, on my birthday, the 29th of November. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Big 24. Mm -hmm. um, but it always trips me out whenever we get to my birthday because it's like, fuck, we have one more month until like this year is done. 2021 is over. It's just zip by. Literally just zip. All of a sudden, it's it's almost December. Yeah. And I remember 80 days ago, I was playing this like 80 days to my birthday, which is the 31st of December. Yeah. Oh, and like shit. every day I was like, oh, yeah, 79, 78. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like it's four, not even 40, I don't know, like 30 something days now. And yeah nuts i know because like you do this every year like when it gets to the end of the year it's like fuck yeah next year is the one <laughs> yeah, next year yeah. is the one <laughs> yeah. this is the year this is the time yeah. this is the year i know yeah. and, and the thing is as well like we especially kind of like i look at someone like you you're progressing every year you know i'm, I'm progressing every year but we have these kind of expectations of what we can do in like a short amount of time, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. we're here. I think that stems from social media a lot of the time as well. Yeah, like 30-day challenge, like 60-day challenges and mm -hmm. you want to block everything into a nice pretty package. Like, I can yeah. do this in this many days. And yeah. it's kind of, if you try and do that, um, and you're not doomed to fail, but when it hits the end of that 30 days, what next? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been trying to deal with in the last X amount of days where I keep saying, oh, yeah, this is... I'm going to start this challenge today and it's going to go for this amount of time. I'm like, mm -hmm. why don't I just start today and not cap like a day on it? Yeah. Just keep getting better. Build it into your routine. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's interesting as well because I've, like, I've done multiple different types of businesses and stuff like that, um, just dabbling in different, or I suppose you'd more so call them side hustles. Um, and they all have kind of like, you know, you could earn this amount in this many days if you follow this 30-day program and all this kind of shit and it's yep. like yes it they have testimonials of people that have done it and all that kind of stuff and you can you can do it but it's like for the, the vast majority it's it's really just about developing the habit like the positive habit of whatever kind of skill set you want to bring on or yeah you know whatever kind of lifestyle you want to build 100 percent. it's not people always think it's going to be like 
this is the year I'm going to turn my life around. Like January 1st, I'm going to be a whole new man or a whole new woman. I'm going to develop these skills. But like you try and you fail and you try and you fail. And I can like look back at my own time. Like if I look back, things have changed so much. But mm-hmm. I wasn't like one day I just woke up and flipped the switch. Every day I'd try and fail, but get a little bit better at it. Try and fail, get a little bit better. So it's not, mm. you don't just wake up a whole new person, you know, January 1st. Yeah. You you got to try and you got to fail. You got to keep trying at it though. The main thing is obviously everyone knows that you keep persevering, but you look back and that thing that you were really bad at, you've gotten a little bit better at over the last 12 months. Like now you can be like, oh yeah, I'm pretty comfortable doing that. And that was something mm. I couldn't do 12 months ago. So it's not just like a wake up, yeah. changed man. I know. And like, I think a lot of people would like it to be like that. Oh, you know? You want that easy. That's why yeah. people buy those 30 day programs. Yeah. You want that like, yes, I'm going to purchase this thing. And when mm. I press buy now, like all of a sudden, I'm just going to be a committed, disciplined person. And I'm going to do this, you know, take these pills and do this person's program and become the absolute stud I want to be. But it's it's not just as simply as like buying it. You got to actually implement it. And everyone already knows what they need to do. They're yeah. just looking for that quick. Like if I buy this, this is going to give me the secret. Yeah. Like if I buy this, I might turn into someone like Adam Green. You know what I mean? <sighs> that's, the, that's the end goal anyway. Buy my program. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> So what is it that you do day to day? Because you're about to go through a major shift, aren't mm. you? Kind of trajectory wise. Yeah. Day to day. Living. Nah. Yeah. It's... um To a degree. Yeah, you know? definitely. I do a few different things. Yeah. Uh, one of the like main income right now is dis- disability support work. I've been doing that for a bit under a year. It's been really fun because the company I work with, we focus on ecotherapy and adventure therapy, which is getting people outside into nature, getting them out of like their comfort zone, going on pretty wild adventures, getting into the like nature is a huge healing source. I think people don't take that like seriously. It can really change people's lives. Just getting yourself away from your regular spot out into nature and just relax a bit yeah but that's our main thing government rules are changing mm-hmm. you have to have certain medical standards now to work that job yeah. as of the 17th uh, it's not something i'm looking to do so i'll be changing careers but i have the billy vintage billy vintage is my online vintage store slash working at the markets i used to do two years ago mm-hmm. stopped doing that um for other reasons but it's always been a big passion of mine to continue and to pick up again so i'm stoked to be kind of forced back into that by the way the world is and i'm yeah. just so i'm not even forced like i'm so excited to do it again it's just been like i needed that little push yeah and then the training side of things i help with the brotherhood gold coast's strength and conditioning side of training uh, i train some guys one-on-one as well mm-hmm. i'm going to really amp that up really get into that in the next few months as well doing a lot more one-on-ones getting out there social media wise i don't really put this out there but like health and fitness is a huge part of my life and it's just such a i don't know i think it's the main medicine people need Mm -hmm. is movement movement mindset mindfulness they're like my big three pillars and those things there they aren't taught in schools they're not uh, preached at a medical place like doctors don't tell you to go for a run eat better and get into nature and like shut up and sit with your thoughts they say like take this pill yeah Yeah. come back see me next week take this but yeah that's something i love so I resonate with that really hard, you know, and I've, I'm very, um, very grateful that I'm, I'm finding that, that tribe that view, like views life that way because through my own personal experience, when I'm living life under those kind of um, values, I suppose, everything is brighter. Everything is, you know, I'm lighter, I'm happier, I'm more productive, you know, I'm, 
I'm, obviously everyone still gets kind of anxious about certain things day to day but there's not like something that's weighing you down or slowing you down you feel like you're fucking jumping out of your skin yeah that's one thing i kind of really admire with you so I'll, this is we've now had exactly one week in the house yep. living together and it lit a fire under my ass because literally like you're the one of the most kind of like go hard dudes i've ever met ever met and i haven't known you to kind of like waver from that yet i haven't seen a dip nah. you know so um it's kind of like allowing me to be on top of my own shit in in a good way as well once you hit a standard once yeah. you know you know yourself as a certain standard you want to come up once you know yourself as a certain standard or you've you know brought your bar up if you were to go below that like mm-hmm. that's a that's a bad thing if you're like if you're up here if you're mm-hmm. lev- oh well, good jump freddie if you're oh, up here boy. now and people know you for that you know yourself that that's the person you are if you drop below that and allow your standards to drop that's gonna have a huge toll on you like mentally you'll start 100%. to get real depressed like man i used to be this you know those guys that mm-hmm. peaked in high school yeah and they they were the man like everyone knows this story the guy that was absolute the man at high school and then he's kind of peaked and then he's allowed himself to drop because he's had his thing the thing is just you can keep kind of finding a new peak keep going and don't let yourself drop because that's how you slowly progress and become like the absolute person you need to be is you just don't drop your standards keep yeah. those standards high don't settle you know on yourself be the most hardest person on yourself and that's a big thing mm. for me is like stoicism marcus aurelius i think says it is be extremely critical on yourself and you know patient with others other people are going through their own thing but you need to be the most disciplined with yourself because no one else is going to do it for you so that's just a big thing for me is always like knowing what my standards are and mm. not dropping but trying to raise especially when you make promise with promises with yourself and you don't keep them then you tend to not like value the stuff around you and like other parts of your routine start to break down very very quickly mm. so it's almost like as soon as there's like one hole in one crack in the glass it's now you know completely shattered almost yeah definitely so that was another reason why i really wanted to kind of move into this house as well is because there's lots of very positive creative driven energy in the mm. house you know so it's like and there's sometimes as well like when i'm exhausted i'll just be like kind of sitting on my bed on my phone and i was like and i like see you guys doing shit and i was like fuck what am i doing and so i just get up and go to work mm. you know because sometimes the the traps of society still try and claw you in oh you know? the world is designed to try yeah. and keep you you know comfortable and mm-hmm. slow kind of trying to keep you at bay and i think a big thing with the brotherhood and just the movement we're trying to push is and just men in general something i'm really passionate about is don't fall victim to society's trap of keeping you soft you know stay comfortable eat the foods we tell you to eat consume our media consume all this and that become the good little boy we want you to be i'm trying to get people on this high vibration of like go-getters aggression but controlled aggression like happy aggression like be absolutely buzzing with energy to go after what you want and if you kind of encapsulate all those good things into your work into the things you love you're going to be such like a higher functioning person than normal society and you'll just stand out and you'll just get everything mm-hmm. you want and exactly. yeah, you just got to push past that kind of comfort zone because things when you when you operate in like a high vibration the same way like kind of magnets work it, it attracts things into you it draws things into you and like when Cato and guy from the brotherhood were on here we had a long chat about manifestation 
And basically, those two kind of go hand in hand because if you're putting effort into being a high energy person, a high like high positivity, high gratitude, you know, when you're like vibrating love, and you also have an idea of what you want to bring into your life, yep. those are su- that's such a powerful combination. Interesting that Cato um, we saw today is now gone to for this audition for. Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Warrior? Yeah, yep. that's what it's called. Stoked for him. Yeah, Stoked. that's so sick. Yep. And like he, he was saying on his story today, basically that he all he did was submit an application, you know, but it could have been so easy for him to just say, oh, that would have been, that'd be nice to do that for ages and not, mm. even though it's such a small barrier to entry, it's kind yep. of, we often don't take that step. And do you think that's because like you don't think that it's worth it because intrinsically you don't think you'll get it? Is that why people yeah. don't? Hundred, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to apply for this because I don't want to be rejected. A yeah. big thing is the fear of rejection. Every kind of, you know, every conversation in life, everything that people, every time someone wants something, your want for it has to be stronger than your fear of not getting it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can never get past that, so they stay in this like one kind of rut forever because they're scared that if they try and break out of it they won't make it. But, you know, if you try and break out of it, you get a little bit more comfortable in that unknown and you get a little bit better. So you can try again if you don't get it. But people mm-hmm. never shoot their shot because they're scared they're going to miss. But, yeah, like, shoot it because well, who cares? You're exactly. going to miss, you're going to miss. Like, every time every time you shoot a shot and you fail, at least you know what it feels like to shoot a shot, mm-hmm. you know, so you can get a little bit closer next time. Yep. You know, and when you hear of, like, all these famous entrepreneurs or let's everyone that's made something of themselves they have a track record of humiliating defeats yep because that's the only way you can get there even the people that are overnight successes they took a long time to get to that one thing that made them an overnight success Mm, definitely and that's just the case so like when you're when you're not willing to kind of put in put in the groundwork or because the thing is as well when you've failed at something a couple of times you're like fuck is it even worth it putting all this effort in but at the same time, if as soon as you stop moving forward, you start moving backwards. Everything's tried to keep you comfortable, satisfied, happy where you are. But just continuously making those small, really minor adjustments, minor steps forward. No matter what, if you're just like crawling forward, you're still moving forward mm-hmm. and you're still doing better than you know 99% of the world. Yeah. And one thing that I, I found interesting about you is like you would say something like, one day and then the next day it's done you know so when you were saying like oh fuck i'm gonna have to like change careers and all that kind of stuff oh fuck i'm I'm probably gonna restart billy vintage i was speaking to you the next day yeah bro like paid for the order it's you know it's gonna be on the plane soon and it's like yeah sick I, i love that you've just taken action on that straight away rather than being like oh this situation is fucking bullshit you know what i mean yeah it's like oh now i gotta try and figure all this shit out it's unfair it's like yeah it is unfair it's mm. there's lots of things that are unfair life is hard life is unfair yeah you know so no. I, I really kind of admire that that quick action and like you were talking about a little bit before we came online it's like the the way you choose to respond to situations gives them context you know mm. like something can happen to us and if we don't really allow it to affect us then it doesn't have any weight past the situation of it occurring Mm. you know there's no need to carry that stuff with you that's a huge thing like Mm. massive massive thing for me in the last i don't know five five entering adulthood like five six years 
Um, had a wild roller coaster of my first few years of being an adult, doing lots of crazy things. Uh, my emotions were very up and down and up and down. It came to a bit of a, a climactic <laughs> crash. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, what next? And I kind of had to be pulled out of this darker spot, but by myself, because if if I allowed someone else to kind of pull me out of this spot, I'd be like needing, I'd always need someone else to do it every single yeah. time. And I came across this thing called stoicism. It's pretty sick. I think every guy should look into it, every person in general. Mm-hmm. And the big thing I talk about is if you can control it, don't complain about it, control it, do what you need to do. If you can't control it, why are you wasting your time worrying about yeah. it? Not like 99% of the things you worry about haven't happened, won't happen. You don't even know if they're going to happen. You have no control if they do or don't. So why are you worrying? And a big thing on that is like your reaction. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. If you react to something like something bad happens to you, you mm. laugh about it and say, oh, oh, well. It's not because you don't care. Mm. You know, like if anything, it's like you, you react to it um in like a cool manner is because you want the situation to be felt the way it was you know you don't want your emotions to cloud whatever the situation was you want to be able to analyze it you want to take in the information of what happened yeah you know and like i i have the the same kind of thing with with relationships when there's conflict you know friends or like romantic partner whatever it is when there's conflict it's like you don't lose your cool. You you talk about it, and like you can be frustrated, as long as you don't allow that frustration to take over you. That saying, "This too shall pass," so that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Like you feel something, allow yourself to feel it. Don't try and bottle up all your emotions. Like, yeah. no, I'm just stone cold. Like you yeah. feel it. You let you feel it. You understand why did this thing make me feel this way? Like why am I trying like unpack it? Really, mm-hmm. just keep taking away the layers. Like this made me feel this way because x y z all right i need to either work on x y z fix that so next time i won't feel like this way or i just need to understand that every time this happens i'm gonna feel this way but i can't let it affect you know my day i can't let it affect me just need i need to understand it feel it let it pass move on keep going forward there's actually a free audiobook on audible all about kind of like stoicism and it breaks down kind of what certain stoics were talking about throughout the different ages and gives them kind of like context and so i was I was listening to a whole lot of that and they were dealing with the exact same mental issues that we're dealing with you know right now like another book that i'm reading is kind of about meditation and it talks about kind of a lot of the ancient monks and in their meditation they would still be distracted you know their mind would wander they used to write about how distracted they used to be Mm. you know they didn't have like technology they didn't have anything like that it's like the human mind hasn't changed really at all from the teachings of of these people we're still the same person we're still on on the same earth looking at the same stars the same moon we're still these people our clothes are a little bit different now like you know Mm -hmm. what we do for work's a little bit different we still have the same people issues yeah yeah. The mind is fucking what, a few million years old. So it's we're only just starting to deal with it. But I, I'm really interested to see what the next generation of people are going to be like. Because there is lots of... in. So on the positive side, they have access to whatever information from an early age. Yep. So that can go one of two ways. Like the, right, the people that take that privilege and teach themselves the right thing, 
you know, that's a superpower. Like we're already seeing it now with like 16 year old millionaires in the crypto space and like NFTs and drop shipping, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, the people that are under the thumb of the information, like they're allowing it to control them. Mm. That is just too, like they know too much shit at a young age. Oh, it's terrible. You know? They don't know the, they know too much bad things. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of kids in my work and the things they say and the things they talk about and I'm like, whoa, at that age I was playing with sticks. (laughs) I wasn't on an iPad on naughty websites or just watching weird videos. Like I was out in Mm. the woods like, you know, like what boys do, you know. I was making bow and arrows, yeah, bro, literally. Exactly. Yeah. Nerf guns and, sparkle and bicycles bombs. and bombs and yeah. <laughs> doing weird stuff. And the, the good thing with that is we were out there figuring out, all right, that was a bad idea. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. We, by the age of 12, we're like, you know, we were fit young boys who would climb trees and run around and mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And now I look at 12-year-olds these days and they're like glued to their screens. They're playing their Minecraft and their Roblox and they're scared of everything outside of their game. Yeah. And like a lot of the ones I work with, they're just really just, you know, scared to go out. There's some that are like out the gate, climbing rocks, I'm trying to chase them. But most mm. of them are soft and they're, they're not being raised to be ready to take on the world because there's also a huge culture of like, no, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. Like, just keep watching this TV show. Keep doing this. Yeah. There's not like a culture of like, ah, oh, you fell over, it hurt. That sucks. Let's keep going. Dust it off. Yeah. yeah. It's different. Yeah, it, it is so ridiculously different. And like I look at kind of my dad's generation and like I like, I'm going to be super biased, but I really like kind of our block of adults that are coming into the 30s and stuff from their 20s to the 30s because we understood life before the internet, you know, and when we got the internet, we were old enough to comprehend it because our roots were already kind of embedded. Yeah, basically. definitely. So um, there's like a special name for this group of people and we are going to have an enormous effect because we have the empathy to understand what other people are feeling. We have the access to information. We have like the youth. So we stay on top of the trends and we see what's happening. But it, we know life before it. So we're not all in, consumed by it. You've got both sides of the coin. Yeah. yeah. Because like my kind of dad and my parents' generation, like, I haven't heard my dad talk about his emotions once in my life, you know, Mm. but it's like, we, we can talk about that openly because we understand how valuable it is. Yeah. We've got all the tools we need right in front of us. And it's crazy. Like the amount of things that we can achieve and like just society today, we've got all the tools in front of us, especially our generation. Mm -hmm. And as you said, we've had, we've had the upbringing without it. We now see it. We know how to utilize it. We have the, the toughness of the earlier days. We have the intellect of the new like technology yeah. days. We've got it all at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Like all you got to do now is just get an idea and run with it. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Exactly. So what made it? We've got about three minutes left of this section. Totally. Um. Mind. Then I kind of want to. I want to talk a bit about Billy Vintage, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about the character. Mm. You know, because uh, for anyone that's tuning in for the first time, um, I run a clothing line called Anarchy. And Adam here has just kick-started like, his vintage clothing line. So there's lots of kind of things we could talk about back and forth. Um, we mentioned the other day that Billy Vintage, the character who Billy is, is kind of an extension, extension of you, isn't it? Mm, yep. 
it's yeah. a it's a rabbit hole we're gonna go down so yeah we can start now and then continue the sequel in the next well, one let's just um reset the cameras now and, and we'll get into it all righty appreciate it guys uh if you are enjoying this so far appreciate if you just take a quick screenshot post it on your channel of choice um and if you are watching if you're listening on spotify go check it out on youtube because freddie the beautiful is he a cavoodle spoodle spoodle no. oh chocolate spoodle He's a gorgeous boy. He's asleep on the sofa. So jump over to YouTube, leave us a review, all that kind of stuff. Comment. See you in a second. Peace. Thank you very much, guys. We are back. So where we were talking about Billy Vintage. Yep. What made you want to start a business that was direct to consumer? And, you know, what what, what time in, of your life were, were you in at that stage? Uh, that, so I started two years ago, I think, mm. on that one. Um. I've always been massive into vintage, anything, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It's been huge for me. Growing up, mum's an antique stealer, so we spent oh, our wow. days markets, op shops, antique stores, like rummaging through Melbourne trying to find stuff for her to sell. And that's rubbed off on me, obviously. And mm-hmm. I've always been like, I'd go to the markets with her trying to flip my toys for like twice the money I bought them for and stuff like that. And I was always into selling, markets, stuff like that more into just like the vintage culture and all those things and when i wanted to start billy it was something i'd thought about for a while i saw things that i and like, i have always enjoyed i always loved starting to get a bit more trending and i thought this would be a good time to try my hand at, at business mm-hmm. so i looked into what needed to be done you know you gotta buy stock you gotta make a website make an instagram and stuff that was all cool the biggest fun of it for me was like buying the stock having it arrived and be like sweet i'll keep that i'll sell that I'll keep yeah that. and then i kind of spent a fair few months running billy vintage at the markets in burley and online it went pretty good but i didn't put much effort into it i was also working full-time mm-hmm. and, and then i started a new job uh in a different area because when i was working full-time i was at culture kings i was very in tune with like fashion with what people wanted with you know that kind of stuff then i went mm-hmm. into more of a real estate role where I just lost, like that was a silly choice for me. It's mm-hmm. not something I, it was great, great lesson. I learned a lot from it. It's not something I was very passionate about. So that was doomed to fail from the start. So what made you go into it that then? What what enticed you? It's a sad thing. It's bad as that money. Like I wanted to make more yeah. money. I'm like, I can make more money doing this. Mm-hmm. And if you go into any job with the intention of just trying to make more money, you're probably not going to last very long because you got to start with the passion and the want to serve and the want to do it first. Mm-hmm. And then the outcome will be more income. Yeah. And I did that job for a while and I was working a lot more hours and everything in my life just fell to the side, including Billy Vintage. Mm-hmm. And I stopped doing it for a bit. And starting up again now, I'm super excited for because it's something that I love, something that I'm passionate about, super excited for it. It's uh, Billy.Vintage. On Instagram, Billy Dot Vintage. Boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah. What was the question? Um, well, we were talking about like the time of your life when you kind of started started that up. But in the case of of that, to kind of similar story to what I did with Anarchy. Like I started Anarchy in in high school, went hard on it, and then went into a different era area. I kind of put it on pause. Then I came back to it again, ran it for a little bit. And then moved to Sydney, put it on pause. Then I come, came back to it. And each time I come back to it, I've got more skills, you know. Mm. I've got more kind of connections. I'm, I'm more confident. 
have a better understanding of what it actually takes. So every time you hit it, it just gets incrementally better. Yep. You know, so when you're coming back into it now, you, you're surrounded by, you know, people that can help you in that. Yes, I am. You know, you've got the understanding of what it takes. Same mm-hmm. same kind of thing for, for me and Anarchy. So you're going to smash it this time around. And like vintage is so on fire right now. Yeah, it's like it's always going to be. They did it yeah. right back then. And that's why like since I, since I can remember, I've been buying vintage clothing, secondhand clothing, mm-hmm. so they say. No, nah, yeah, I've been into that stuff since forever. And that's why I'm just 100% sure that it's not going to go anywhere. Like new trends come and go but this stuff's lasted forever so i like it if i like it i'm sure someone else is going to like it so it's what what i'm going to sell it's what i'm going to surround myself with so the cool thing about it though and just kind of from like a marketing branding perspective when when it comes to fashion there are so many different criteria to make someone like a piece people don't necessarily love a particular clothing brand for their style or something like that but they liked it for what they represent and with vintage clothing like right now you've got a, a metallica tee on yeah you know because everyone knows what metallica is they've got like this aura and stuff like that people look at that shirt and they see kind of history or an attachment or an association to something when they're looking at say a, a new brand that they the, the logo doesn't mean anything to them. There's no narrative. There's no story. There's no attachment to that. And that's why people really like vintage so much. Mm. So it's interesting. So you, you buy all that stuff from America? Correct. Awesome. And how did you go about sourcing a person for that? Um, when, when we started, when I started, it was just looking around, reading reviews, sending emails. I was luckily, I luckily found a really good supplier for my first, like, for the first order, I didn't have to, you know, make a few phonies mm-hmm. to find the right one. I found a heaps cool guy, Ryan, in the States. I'll keep the company mm-hmm. disclosed. Yeah. Um, Ryan is a mad dude, really helped me out. We had a lot of chats about how it was best to go about this. And he really looked after me. He's still with that same company. Two years later, I reached out to him. We're back on. I had a big, a big old issue. Yeah. We were doing really well. We were just killing it at the markets. Online was, you know, ramping. And then Ryan and his company, they got smashed. Like one week, they just got smashed. They had no stock and I needed stock ASAP. Yeah. And I just uh, quickly jumped onto some other website, didn't do my proper research. It was entirely my fault for not really thoroughly researching this company. Placed a very hefty order. And for the next four months after that, I just got... The rat race emails back and forth hey mm-hmm. when's this coming hey what's going on because mm-hmm. ryan i order on monday it's here the following monday from the states like quick turnaround this place for three months had gone past they would give me really phony answers my momentum at the markets i couldn't go because i had no stock mm-hmm. crumbled and that was one of the biggest like i guess learning points and downfalls for when i first tried mm-hmm. was making some bad decisions but i learned from that exactly we learn and uh patience is so key so key i I could probably i could probably backtrack most of my major slip-ups to patience Mm. especially in the crypto space like there were periods of time where my portfolio was fat but lack of patience i thought i could beat the market ended up kind of losing out or definitely not gaining as much as i could have if i had just 
been patient and rode the wave. Yep. You know, and it's like that with everything. I'd, I've had a, a similar, I've had many similar kind of hiccups, and it's so deflating when you you're on this roll. You things are things are moving. You're getting a serotonin boost from making orders and mm-hmm. communicating with people, selling. Like um, the markets is fun, bro. The markets is really fun. And then you hit this kind of wall where you're like, oh fuck, I've only got random sizes left that no one fits, or just like the shit pieces of the collection are left stuff like that and you just kind of stagnate for a little bit mm. but interesting enough so if you had kind of like waited an extra week and ordered from from your dude you know you might have only been two weeks behind yeah would have been a-okay um True. yeah the the company that i did buy from the the, the bad time mm-hmm. i'll name and chain i think it was called like the dust collective or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know dust vintage mm-hmm. in the states so they say they kept telling me that they're waiting to send my order because they want to get the best the a-grade stuff for me they want to give me the best stock they can get mm-hmm. that's why it's taking time for them to get it when they finally sent it i got this big box full of the most heinous women's <laughs> like small women's harley like think of like 2001 ed hardy bedazzled harley women's oh. t-shirts when i'm looking to get men's like xl and large and 2xl black t-shirts they're sending me these tiny little pink bedazzled like not even the cool bedazzled the ugly bedazzled really like the tacky stuff the tackiest of tacky stock arrived and i that tested me i had to really like get creative to try and move that which didn't didn't work very well and that's what kind of like put a little spanner in the works for the momentum but yeah i learned from that did you manage to move much of it yeah i i like ended up moving all of it like i ended up liquidating at one point like when i was like oh no this is Mm -hmm. this is not for me at the moment i sold it all off for like the same price I bought it for, but I did move a, a bit of it, a bit of ingenuity, um, a bit of scissor work, you know, crop tops, this and that. Mm-hmm. I moved a bit of it, but nowhere near the volume it could have been done if it was like the, the actual right stuff. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's shit you learn. I'm still sitting on stuff from my very first collection. So you were talking a little bit about um, in the kitchen the other day, the the character Billy mm. and how. He, it, whatever is like an extension on on who you are, and I I relate to that a lot. Mm. Why is it important to kind of have a character for your for your business in the first place? First and foremost, like you get into this like the zone. I'm like, um, I am Billy Vintage. This is like who I am in a market space too. When there's people around you mm. and you're like communicating face to face, I can't just be like some monotone. You got to be like energized yeah. and to get into that because sometimes that isn't me but to get into that like it's billy i can jump into that and be this like out there like I, in my head think of like some 70s like big hoss kind of like whoa kind yeah. of <laughs> and i just project that and that's how i can go into the sunday market high energy this is who i am this is the brand and kind of try and just make people have a good time and i use yeah. that kind of like in my head all right billy time it's billy time let's go and pull that out of the bag and and i think to it like to a deeper degree billy vintage and all that is one of my characters that your alter ego yeah, like, yeah this is a weird thing but my whole life yeah in my head has been a movie or it's been like tv show or it's you know it's been a story and i haven't always been the same character it's always it's like there's different people in this story and there's always people in my head like you know this one side of me is quite calm mm-hmm. you know go away live in a shack stoic stoic person <laughs> One side of me is this out the gate, fiery, flaming, like egocentric, woo-hoo, 
like yeah. explosion of excitement and there's other you know there's so many different sides that come out when necessary mm-hmm. and trying to you know put a name and a face to them does help and you know when you start to slip into one of the ones that you don't necessarily like you're mm-hmm. like all right he's showing a little bit too much face let's yeah. dial him back and it allows you as well to kind of bring certain characteristics to the environment that suits mm. you know like um i read the alter ego effect about a year ago that was amazing like he this particular guy he was the one that you like created beyonce like he worked with beyonce when she was um to give her that alter ego because she was like a you know quiet little church girl just with amazing pipes so Mm. he helped her develop this alter ego of her being on stage oh cameras just died hang on a second um yeah anyway he helped her develop this persona on stage that allowed her to be beyonce be that ball of energy that just attracts and like radiates confidence and stuff Mm. because she wasn't that before yeah and now she doesn't need the alter ego because that's like muscle memory sasha fierce that's her name isn't it um or is that a different person i think it is yeah yeah. 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 something Something fierce yeah that sounds kind of like a drag queen name but it also could suit yeah yeah something like that hey insane Mm. i'm gonna um reset the camera yep dunion rings dunion rings love this stuff Apologies for the inconvenience, guys. We had um, a energetic malfunction to camera one. So, progressing on, we were talking about Sasha Fierce, Beyonce's alter ego, Billy Vintage, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm yet to kind of make a, a character for mine, but I I embody the same kind of thing. Like, anarchy, like when I sit down and design a collection, I'm designing for, you know, my anarchy alter ego and all that kind of stuff. It's very, it's a very personal experience, and that's why the brand has progressed as I've gotten older, and how my style has progressed. Yeah, you know, we keep continue to reinvent ourselves. Um, but yeah, interesting. So when you step into the role of Billy, what's that character like? How do, how did you build that character? It stems back to when I started working in retail. Yeah, I worked at Coach Kings for five years, and I think that job was the absolute best thing for me i learned so much about myself about people about you know relationships communication but going back to that when i started working there i was quite a uh, you know insecure no confidence low confidence yeah um pretty shy guy very shy guy and it's a if you've ever been there it's quite a booming place quite a in your face kind of um atmosphere I started working there and I did a lot of, you know, jobs efficiently. I was ex-army. I was very task-orientated. Like, I can tell me, go to a job and I'll go do it. But then I'd say, all right, go go sell. Go on the floor and sell. And I'd just freeze up. Mm-hmm. I'd get little panic attacks all the time. I remember telling Simon, um, the owner, yeah. we used to have some chats. I used to tell him how before I was, because I became one of their top salesmen, before that, I'd go out. I would have a conversation go not the best and i'd get this crazy like yeah. pumping i'd start sweating i'd go really red like i go really red <laughs> and i'd have to run to the back room and i told him i had to pump out push-ups just to get trying to like calm myself down yeah. i'd go out have these crazy panic attacks pump out push-ups um and in that company in those kind of companies if you're not meeting kpis you're not going to get as many shifts and i yeah. i need to pay the bills man i, I gotta eat so it's very performance based exactly yeah it's very 
in a good way like they do it yeah. in a great way and i like literally love that company for everything that i've done but i understood if i wanted to pay the bills i had to get better at selling because i can do a million tasks for them and they can all like be really happy for that but at the end of the day it's just the the figures that really yeah. make a difference in the role i was in anyway other jobs different but this was very based on figures so yeah dale carnegie how to win friends and influence people great book life-changing book epic book, book. Epic yep. book. Yep. i sat down read that i took a bit of tips and tricks and i just started trying to put them in there and it wasn't like a flick but it was a slow grind to getting better yeah you're conscious of what works yeah yeah exactly it was a mix between that and stoicism and the idea of whatever happens like if i go in and mess up and blunder an entire conversation i'm not gonna die yeah like my limbs aren't gonna explode my nuts gonna fall off nothing bad's gonna happen it's just one person i didn't like and they don't even care like the person you're speaking with i don't know this person no. they don't know me nothing bad will come from me going blundering a conversation so stop getting so scared about it mm. and i just started trying to have as many conversations with people at uh, work as possible trying to like talk trying to serve and i was really like service based so it wasn't necessarily any sales tactics i tried to use to like get people into things it was i refined the skill so i got pretty good at it but yeah. i was very service based you're coming to me you need your problem solved your problem is you need an outfit to go out on the weekend I know that my way around the store, I'm going to get to know you so I know what you want and I'm going to give you your uh, resolution. And mm. I just amplified that. I used Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People to build really good rapport with people. Mm -hmm. And from there, they'd open up, they'd trust me. They knew I wasn't trying to sell them snake oil. They knew I wasn't trying to push stuff on them. Mm. And then my sales just went through the roof. And I had built this character which was smooth, man. I was like smooth, I was nice, I was... I could not in a bad way but a chameleon i could yeah. like blend into any kind of character to serve this person i'm yeah, not going to go and meet them at their level exactly yeah. you know, build rapport so that's how i started getting the idea of building a character uh simon taught us a lot about building rapport matching and mirroring all epic you know tricks and tips for sales mm -hmm. so, so what what are those two things for anyone that hasn't heard about them match and mirroring yeah um big thing is when a customer comes in or when a person comes in when anyone comes in and you're trying to you know sell something to them you're trying to build rapport of some sort people love themselves yeah if you are like them they will love you mm -hmm. i have a shy guy come in kind of talks kind of quiet head down doesn't head make down, strong eye contact doesn't look at me i'll yep. do the same i'll just stand how he is and yep. i'll just talk with him like sweet like what do you need or if some big voila kind of comes in yeah. like how you doing bro like i'll kind of match that and it was like i got to the point where my accents changed yeah. a little bit <laughs> a little bit too much but um yeah good g yeah because i'm all good and you just match their energy because people love themselves so you just be themselves you just be them you listen to what they have to say you understand you empathize you're not fake none of this is fake no like, i was put on a, obviously a show just to talk to them better because they can understand themselves better but none of it was coming from a place of deceit or a place of like, I'm trying to con you out of your money. It was all a place of, I'm just trying to serve you the best I can. You're going to communicate better with someone who's like you. So I'm going to communicate like you. Mm -hmm. That's match and mirror. That's building rapport. And a good way to build rapport and building rapport is obviously getting to know someone, earning their trust. And yeah. I think that was a, a massive one. That was just like an easy, like as soon as I implemented that, 10 times like mm. everything went 10 times up have you heard of chris voss 
Chris Voss. He's like a he was a FBI negotiator. Yes. I think I read his book actually. Yeah. Um, um, the negotiation book, I think. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Oh, I cannot remember. I fucking love that book. Yeah, I did read that book. Yeah. The name's familiar. Yeah, no, that's sick. And he's done Art of negotiations or something like that. I don't think it. Never split the difference. Never split the difference. That's it. Le- yeah, yellow cover. Yeah. It's fucking epic. So he um now owns like a a negotiation firm, Black, Black Swan. Swan. Yep. Yeah. And sales and all that kind of stuff. But what what Chris Voss did, he was a hostage negotiator and like for terrorist groups or like you know he used to get flown all around the world just to negotiate high stakes, the top of the top basically. And he talks about all those kinds of things when you're talking with someone who's maybe like sporadic and they've got a gun to a hostage hedge, you meet them at their emotional level because then they can relate to you. It's like a lot of what happens in like relationships and stuff like that. One person's maybe trying to like, oh, like calm down the other partner who is, you know, angry or upset about it. It's like you need to meet them and be loud and be like rambunctious and loud and meet them at that level of communication, level of energy because then they... They can trust you because if you're trying to calm them down, hush, 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 whatever, it's like that's that's dissonance. You're coming, yep. you're butting up heads against them, trying to change them. Yeah, yeah, trying to change them, and it's insane. Like um, the way that the human brain works. We we're kind of talking it a little bit off air as well. It's like it is so malleable and yet so predictable. There is a mm. there's a roadmap, and like yep. I'm glad that this this conversation has gotten onto books because that's something that really changed my life. When I started reading self-development books, it was like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, and that only happened probably like my first year out of school is when I finished my first book. I wasn't a reader, but once I... I think the first one I read was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That was mm. the first book I read. How is it? From memory, I think it was great, but it was more so... Uh, every book that I've read since then has been my favorite book, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because each, each new thing you learn, it's like, holy fuck, I've just lived another lifetime. Mm, yep. like yeah. Like when, when I read the Steve Jobs book, my mind just exploded, you know. When you take someone's like entire life work or their, their all their ideology and they put it into this little paperback book and you've just consumed their entire their philosophy and you're just like, yeah. you could read this whole book too. Like You might read a whole book and there'll be 20 lessons. You learn one and you really learn that one lesson. That's enough to change someone's whole trajectory, their whole 100%. life, you know. It's sick. 100% and like the amount of switches that have been flicked from me listening to a podcast with the right person mm. you know that's really like opened up a realm of possibility or maybe they've said something or they've maybe had a similar experience and hearing the way that their thought process has broken it down me applying that framework to my situation I'm like hang on I don't actually want to be doing this certain thing that I'm stressing about so why don't I just take this as a sign and go and do the thing that I'm actually drawn to? Yeah. You know, that happens all the time. Definitely. What is your mission for 2022, bro? You know, like circling back to the original conversation, you're taking life seriously into your own hands now mm-hmm. because of reasons we spoke about earlier. Mm. So what do you want your life to look like to, like next year? What's your day to day? Yeah, uh, the day to day, like there's the ideal, and then there's the dream, and then there's kind of the realistic, and they all. I want them to all align pretty well. I want yeah. my dream day to be my day to day. Yeah. Um, looking at how that looks, it obviously involves like the four things that, like I wrote them down this morning. Like I really want to just nail, I'll nail the basics. So I want to get work where I want it to be. So Billy Vintage, 
Uh, there's a new project I'm starting up, which I'll kind of start slipping out soon, but it's not really ready to. Mm-hmm. Billy Vintage, my work with Brotherhood as well, and uh, the training, so the PT side of things. That's one thing I want to like just dial in on. I really want to focus. I want to put a lot of energy into there because I've never spent like a whole year focusing on my own business, my own things. And I'm forced into this position now where I have to. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so happy that I've been put in a position where I have to really take being self-employed seriously. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait for that. And then my like kind of three, it sounds so simple, but my training, my eating and my sleeping, like sleep slash stress control. Yeah, They're just like those four things. If I can just nail out those four things and have them every day, have my work down pat done like i've got what i need to do today done i did Mm -hmm. it to the best of my ability i trained i ate well and i slept well my whole world around me like flourishes like when those things are dialed in Mm -hmm. my energy levels through the roof my excitement for life through the roof my compassion and love for everyone through the roof so i'm just a better person for everyone else i can show up for everyone else Mm -hmm. when i dial in those four things that i need to do 2021, 22? 22. 2022 looks like me, all gas, no breaks, straight into the work, straight into the training, eating well, sleeping good, loving life, getting outdoors. That's that. 100%. And is there any particular thing that is a milestone for you next year? Hmm. Is a milestone. Mm-hmm. The last day of this year, I turned 25, like quarter of 100. I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty cool. Um, next year... I'm going to say the milestone for next year is I'm going to be 100% self-employed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be making a very good income that pays my bills, keeps me happy. But I'm going to be... invest a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to have enough to be able to put out back into the universe. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a year where I really take control of my own life and I stop, you know, living the flow of the world like to a different beat. I don't like really be on my own beat. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Like I think I spent like... A fair few years being like an NPC, like you know, like a swept non-table. up in the current. Yeah. yeah, a big thing I kind of think about is, you you see like a video game, those NPCs and non-playable characters, mm-hmm. they've got their whole thing, like mapped out for them. They're all like this. Yeah, I'm gonna be the hero of my own adventure, and I'm gonna take like take charge, take control. I'm not gonna have a boss telling me I need to do this. I'm not gonna have someone saying this is due, this is that. I'm gonna take control, be the hero of my own, you know, journey. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm pretty stoked. So, what what is it that you're working towards? Have you got like a clear idea of your future? Like for me personally, I'm currently Anarchy is a clothing brand, and you know, with our first point of content, we've attached this this show, this podcast show. Um, I want to build out like a kind of producing agency so that we can do the marketing and production for other talented shows so that people can focus on being the guests, being the talent, you know what I mean? Um, So I'm really trying to build like a a marketing machine out of Anarchy and the clothing is our our way, like because we'll be doing furniture, we'll be doing hard goods, all that kind of stuff. The clothing and the consumer products is a way for us to communicate and be in the homes of our community but we want everything do we that we do to provide value like i'm the reason why i'm doing this podcast because you know i want to i want to share the perspective of people like you i want to i want your way of thinking to be in the ears of of people that are just going about their day-to-day life and maybe they're in a similar boat where they know that 
deep down that they're worth something greater than what they're doing every single day. But because they're not maybe surrounded by people that are getting after it, they rest a little bit and say, oh, it's, it's okay. Like they, they can just be dreams or that would be nice. But when you hear people actually getting after it, you, you almost ex- allow yourself to accept your own ambition, if mm. that makes any sense for a mm. lot of people. So that's my my main focus, man. I want to want to provide build this big machine that can help my community and provide like a sanctuary for artists and people that want to kind of get involved because anarchy is is a lot more than just products and stuff like that. It's a way of mind, like it's a culture. It's a culture. It's 100% and like it is a very like collaborative community. Yeah. So is that larger goal formed for you? Yeah. Semi. I I have yeah. a vision. I have a vision indeed. It's not as grand as that per se. Like the vision right now is finding steps towards that. Um, I have a few things like Billy Vintage is one that I'm talking freely about now is I want to, you know, tenfold that, make that massive, like just build that. I have another thing that just is still in the early, early, early days. So I'm not really going to go into it now, but I want that to be my main, you know, mission because... Billy Vintage is awesome. It's something I'm so passionate about, but it's not providing the kind of service that I am really passionate about, and that's helping people, you know, firstly, become the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. That's like the main thing. Become the best version, the most happiest version. I want people to wake up every day being like filled with vigor and energy and excitement and passion mm-hmm. and drive. And I just love getting someone, like seeing someone who, you know, starts, they're pretty like, oh, a bit dreary. They dabble around in things getting them to be really clear on like really laser focusing on what they actually want laying out the steps how we're going to get there and then boom like this person every day wakes up like i'm so excited to get up i'll get up at four in the morning because i just want to start i want to help people start to bring that passion out and that energy and the excitement because i think the world needs a lot more passion love Mm -hmm. and like a bit of i don't want to say that word but a bit of um grunt a bit more yeah. grunt towards what they want bit of grit yeah you know? yeah a bit more like oh i want that so bad i'm gonna work hard for it mm. so i think that's like the next project you, you'll you'll hear about in the coming weeks but that's something that i'm so excited about oh, so I'm i want excited. other people to have that excitement too well maybe you might have to come back on when when that's um ready to fire yep you know talk about because that's that's our audience you know our, our audience has has grit they just need to you need to take that first step and like that's the reason why i started this podcast for me man like i i i have big plans but i'm human you know mm. i'm fucking human and some days it's like it's a bit much yeah you know yep. it is and like so i wanted to start this podcast number one to keep me accountable number two to to be in the room with people that are getting after it because like when you see it like i spoke about at the beginning of this podcast when you're surrounded by people that are that are doing it you all have your off days but they kind of are all lifted up by by the unified energy. You know, mm. a rising sea lifts all ships, so to speak. Yeah. You're a product of your environment. 100%. 100%. Definitely. So one thing, like, uh, I tried raw beef liver for the first time <laughs> the other day. So you buddy. Why don't you explain to us um, what that is? And it is not as bad as you think. Like, it, it definitely is very bloody. Yeah. But it's not as bad as I was expecting. So... That kind of took me by surprise. What, what's that about, man? Um, 
it is a superfood cherished by many tribes and many many people across the world that western society has tried to, you know kind of shunned away because it's a bit icky yep. a bit yucky it's a bit bloody and a bit tasteless or very distinct taste yeah um to be quite open there's a lot of a lot of benefits that i can't rattle off there i've yeah. heard them they're in my head i won't be able to bring it from here to here but you you, you know them i yeah, trust yeah, yeah. it so if yeah. you want to do your research just research all the vitamins and nutrients that is in beef mm. liver i eat it raw because when you cook it you lose some of that yeah i also find it pretty easy nowadays to down raw liver and it, it's a mental challenge as well you mm. know that's the thing like how bad do you want it yeah that's the thing like because if you put it into perspective as well say a, a hunt a wolf or something a pack of wolves the liver will go to the alpha mm. because it's the most nutrient dense. You know, it's amazing for your brain. It's amazing for, you know, your your blood. It's very high in iron, all these kind of things. Um, super nutrient rich. Obviously, you probably wouldn't want to eat the liver of a human with our diets. Unless it's with a nice Chianti. <laughs> only on the Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like of, of a wild animal, you get grass fed as well. Everything organic. Yeah. That's a important. Massive thing. If yeah. like... If we're going to, I don't, I might go into this tangent real quick. If you want to be the best person you can be and you're like investing in these courses, you're reading these books and you're doing all these workouts and you're trying to get after it, you're really trying to get after it, but you're going to Coles and Woolworths and you're buying like this processed, like low energy food, you know, this like grain fed crap food. Like if you're not really understanding what you're eating, you're leaving a lot on the table because mm-hmm. you can go and do all these great things. But if you're not putting the right fuel in your body, you will be subpar. And that's like a big thing. I love food, eating, eating the right things I'm quite particular about because if you just do a little bit of research and if you just put a little bit of effort into mm-hmm. looking at what you're currently eating, you may be very shocked. Yeah. And like, it's crazy the stuff they put into food. Like, uh, it's I think it should be illegal, some of the things that oh, they sell. The f- and the fact that it isn't, mm. man, it just blows my mind. And yep. it just shows how deep kind of the corruption runs mm. like in, in big business whenever money's involved like anything goes for anyone listening um and you want like really quick access to kind of like a holistic view on health and like real health not like the fucking food pyramid and all that kind of stuff but like real health from an alternative unbiased perspective headstrong by dave Aspley. after reading that book honestly i felt like i could see the body in x-ray and like that was a huge pivot for me because like yeah we know that oh we we probably shouldn't be eating wheats and breads and all that kind of stuff but um it doesn't affect me too bad blah blah or you know you maybe for instance sometimes you drink coffee and you get brain fog and all this kinds of stuff like there there are reasons why and it has a lot to do with the brands the quality of the brands the where the produce comes from like you're talking about grass grain-fed beef like all that kind of stuff the one thing about that is the grain that these cows are getting the eating is the excess you know it's like moldy it's fucking poor very poor quality so that translates into the beef you know then you're getting really cool like poor quality beef they're inflamed like there's hormones that are then in the beef that are like stress hormones so then when you're eating that beef it's stressing out your body and it's not providing you the nutrients that you need because that was a nutrient weak like animal as well mm. so it just because we're so far away from a natural lifestyle we really need to are you kidding that camera just died again 
bugger me. So we just quickly. Um. Yeah, well, the time is going to run out very shortly anyway. So we've got, <laughs> we don't have long anyway, but yeah, we, I feel like we just fucking darted into a bunch of good, good yeah. chats towards the end of that then. Good stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. But I, I agree with that, man, honestly. And listen to Headstrong because when I started taking my health seriously, specifically my kind of the way that my brain reacted to the certain things I was putting in it, oh, just... I leveled up everything around me leveled up the way i treat people mm. my empathy i had more capacity for empathy because my brain wasn't like at its fucking um it wasn't redlining wasn't redlining exactly right so yeah we could do a whole nother podcast on nice. that I could, go, <laughs> I could go into this and i just i love it love it 100 percent. Yeah, i think the biggest easiest way to do it if you want to think about diet is as close to the source as possible so organic like farmers markets you go to like the organic butchers as close to the source the minimal processing and packaging like anything that's packaged up is mass produced because they're going to mass produce package it up probably not that good for you people Mm -hmm. have to mass produce something they're going to cut corners so they can get more out of it so they can get more money least packaging yeah preserve it yeah just closest to the source organic if you're into it which i am a lot of animal products you know eggs meat Mm-hmm. raw milk good cheese anything just natural mm-hmm. get after it exactly fruit with that being said is there anything you want to plug Billy Vintage Billy.Vintage mm-hmm. so at Billy.Vintage on Instagram uh, I'll be at the Burley Village Markets December 5th and December 19th if you're in the area come down first 100 people that come down will get a firm handshake or a crisp high five so you gotta make it down there yeah, That's his, a promise. His, his grip will weaken by by the end of the night, by the end of the day. So yeah. you make sure you want to get the nice, firm, yeah. well juiced up grip. In. If you like 99th, 98th, like it'll be pretty weak, but yeah. I'll still give it all. You know? Yeah, you, at least you'll still have a smile on your face. Always, always <laughs> smile. Keep smiling. Keep on, keeping on, yep. lovely people. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're at Electric Sugar. Um, you're here with Jack. This is Adam Green, my lovely host, and Fredwood. Frederick Lamar is his full name. Frederick, F- Frederick Lamar. Frederick Lamar. Okay, I get right around. I'm gonna start calling you Frederick from now on, buddy. Yeah, the boy. Appreciate it, guys. We will see you again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please just take a quick screenshot. Let us know. Post it on your channel of choice. Um, leave a review on Apple Podcast, YouTube, whatever you're listening to this on. We're trying to spread a good message. As you kind of got a grip from in that. I'm trying to introduce you guys to some really wholesome perspectives and Adam has definitely stepped up to the plate tonight. So thank you, Adam. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. See you later, guys. Fuck yeah. How are you? Hey, Fred. Nice work. That was just having a chat. Having a chat, Fred. That's all it is.